Good afternoon, freaks. Good afternoon, my friends out there wandering the desert of existence looking for one fucking glass of water. Good afternoon, lonely cowboy looking for your last ca- your last and your lost cattle. Good afternoon to the sheep herder and to the sheep dog. Good afternoon to the harvester bringing out the crops. Good afternoon to the dude with the chainsaw looking for action, looking for love, looking for the magic of the woods. It's out there, baby. It's Thursday, April the 28th. Thursday, April the 28th. Thursday, April the 28th, 2022. In the age of Bo Blimtok. It's Thursday, April the 28th, right around 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in the dread state of Utah. We're just hanging out with the, the crow and the eagle. We're just hanging out with the trout and the beaver. We're just hanging out with the cougar and the wildcat and those crazy moose that are running wild in the swamps of Utah. We're just hanging out here in Utah, waiting for kingdom come, waiting for the mountains to roar, waiting for the various creatures that stare us, stare at us in the night, through the darkness, through the mist, waiting for our fate, waiting for our destiny, waiting for the hand of God, like a fist coming down from heaven, baby.
April the 28th. Before I go too much further, I have kind of an announcement for the podcast. Um, In about a week, I take an interview. The interview is for a company that that harvests the pelts of grizzly bears. They only do it using what's called tactics that are considered decent to animals. You get a Speedo, you get a knife, you get thrown into the woods to harvest the pelt of a grizzly bear. And if you bring it back, it's worth thousands. And whoever brings it back with you in the belly, it's worth even more. It's going to be a great job. I expect to learn a lot about the wilderness out there in the woods. And yeah, I'll probably be hunted more than I hunt. I'm going to be doing an outdoor guide job, and that's about as much as I want to say about it. It's a lot of backpacking and exploration of the mountains and the valleys and the swamps and the various zones of Utah, all the zones that involve cougars, all the, all the zones that involve various kinds of puma, the various kinds of mountain lion that can come hunting for you, baby, the mountain lions of darkness and regret, the mountain lions that eat away at your soul. This is a guide job, so, you know, all jokes aside, it's going to be like, I think, eight days on. Six days off, I will be expected to navigate rivers, to be able to traverse various canyons, to be able to carry two or three dying people on my back as I'm being chased by animals. They just want to drink your blood. They come for you and me. I have to be able to do CPR. I have to be able to sew up an injury. I have to be able to set a leg with a chunk of driftwood. And I've also decided that doing podcasts that involve the news, and when I say the news, I mean whatever you want to fucking call it. You know, when I was in school, in college, they talked about the Enlightenment and these various Enlightenment philosophers that define the various estates of the social contract. One of the estates were those people, you know called journalists. 
who would in investigate and find the truth so that we don't all get, you know, mind-fucked for two fucking years, you know? That didn't really work out, though, did it? Because there isn't one fucking news source right now to include every alt-freak's favorite Zero Hedge that isn't filled with a lot of denial, anger, and bargaining, and a lot of government bullshit. I mean, even today, people still talk about the monkey herpes. And there are still people talking about wearing coffee filters on their faces. That estate, the estate of journalists, was supposed to look into the truth. To find the truth so that we would not be abused. That was part of the whole spiel about social contract. Well, you got the journalists, you know, and you got the lawyers, and you've got the, the, the preachers, you know, you got the church, and, and they'll all look out for you, man. They care. But all of these institutions fucking failed you. They were designed to fail. The preachers cared more about their 501c3. The journalists cared more about their 401k. And the lawyers just cared about whatever crooked shit they cared about, but they didn't give a fuck about the Bill of Rights. And the monkey herpes, and the race war, and all the other stupid trauma drama nonsense continued. Keep people angry, crazy, and afraid. Drive people to the point of suicide. You know what I say about the fucking news at this point? It's not worth talking about. At all. Not even from a Sovietological perspective. It is all nonsense. It is all crap. And me reading the news to you in a podcast is the equivalent of taking that pain and that suffering and that bullshit and that trauma drama and, yeah, injecting you with it. A, a mind vaccine. But like the, the one they're trying to hand out, not very good for you. So I'm making a change to my podcast. I talked about this a few weeks ago. 2021 was a bleak year for me as far as creative writing. The only thing I could do was the Manson lectures. And I, I, don't, I didn't get enough of those done. I mean, only about 20,000 words, I think. And, and that's it. And the Manson lectures are booked. They're on Amazon. There's a PDF. If you give a fuck, you can listen to them on Spotify. But it's over. But other than the Manson lectures and just taking notes from my podcast, I really didn't get enough creative writing done in 2021. And so I've thought about this and I thought, you know, if you're not going to do the news, Dan, what will you do? Well, I, I, I like to tell stories. I'm a storyteller, you know, a raconteur, whatever you want to call me. I've had that as part of my podcast for many years now. So instead of making it the segue or the extra... I think I'm going to make it the focus. And my first project, uh, because I'll be spending a lot of time in the woods guiding people, my first project is going to be Monsters of Utah. Now, at first it'll be fictional, or maybe not, right? But then I'm thinking I'll start collecting folklore.
yeah, I, I think I'm going to start doing those podcasts and they'll probably be, like I said, I got to be in the field guiding people on rafting trips and hunting trips and you know what for eight days, but then I get six days off. And in those six days, I'll do some creative writing and keep working on rad engineering. And what I'm probably not going to do from now on, and it's going to be hard because it means blocking it all out, but in a way it's not that hard at this point. The journalism, the news, the media, Zero Hedge, you know, Drudge, CNN, Fox News, I don't care where you go, Guardian, the Daily Mail, all of it is filled with fear and nonsense. And I, for one, am tired of it. If the journalists have failed you, why would you fucking read their shit? Why would you read any of this Operation Mockingbird bullshit? Why do it? Why would I talk about it? I don't have any good evidence of any of the shit they're saying. You know, the broad strokes, is there a conflict in, in Ukraine? Probably, maybe, I don't know. But as far as who the good guys are and bad guys are, why don't you flip a fucking coin? Because that'll probably give you a better answer than the news. And I don't know if Monsters of Utah will be any good. Like I said, I, I think the first story I write is going to be based upon the first guide trip I do, which will happen in a few weeks. And it, it'll be roughly based upon it, but because you got to protect the innocent and the unnamed and the various ghosts of the woods and the spirits, it'll all be fictional. And the first one will, will be about hunting the Sasquatch. Because clearly it's an obsessive issue for me. So we have to hunt it down. We have to hunt down Bigfoot. If we don't take care of Bigfoot, Bigfoot's going to take care of us. If we don't take care of Bigfoot, Bigfoot's going to take care of us, man. If we don't knock out Bigfoot and his whole posse... If we don't knock out Bigfoot, 
before it's too late. Probably the second story will be about the Great Salt Lake and the mystery fish of the Salt Lake. Fish you've never heard of. I don't even know what they are yet. I haven't made up names for them yet. The fish that live in the Great Salt Lake that hunger after the flesh of the Mormon, they feed on the Mormon poop. It's filled with nice stuff. It's filled with stuff you're not supposed to talk about at Temple. Those dark, ugly fish of the Great Salt Lake. Thought long dead, long dead like the coelacanth. But they're coming back for their vicious entry. They've got their teeth sharpened. They got their minds on fire. They're doing cat and cocaine. They're eating cats and doing cocaine. So yeah, probably we'll do a, a, a story about the Great Salt Lake and the mystery fish of the Salt Lake. There are so many dangerous fish in that dread, dread body of water. With all the poisons and the fumes coming from Salt Lake City. With all the cracks in the earth belching up the various ethylenes and polyethylenes and propanes and gases from the deep, deep inner earth, yeah. There's something ugly in the Great Salt Lake. And it's coming for vengeance. It's coming for you. Yes, somewhere deep in the salt lake, deep below the surface, there lives a dread beast. It has no eyes. It can only tell lies.
So yeah, I'll do one about the Sasquatch and the Salt Lake. But then I'll probably also do one about the, the various dangerous ghosts and spirits of the darkness. The dark ghosts of Skinwalker Ranch. Could be an alien. Could be a portal. Could be a body dump from long ago where Native Americans were just dumped there someplace under Skinwalker Ranch. Could be the, the Ute Indians hurt some other Indians. Could be an ancient, ancient shaman folklore thingy. Could be about, you know, <laughs> becoming a shapeshifter, taking on the form of the wolf, feeding on the groin of your enemy, tearing out their privates. Tearing out their privates, baby. So yeah, maybe we do something about the ghosts and the spirits and the demons of Utah. They're monsters too, right? But they're monsters of the supernatural who haunt you while you're drinking whiskey in the woods. But what I don't really want to talk about any longer, I think, is the news. I, I think I'll do a few services. I, I feel as if, you know, the Lord understands why I had to take a number of months off. But the Lord also says, Dan, get back to fucking work. And if you say that's, that's, that's bad language, it is bad language. It is. And there's a lot of it. And, and I have no doubt that after the third or fourth edit, a lot of that was removed from the Old Testament. But... It is just bad language. Get over it. If you want to live in a free world, there are words that will describe things that will bother you. I can call it Grumptian, and before I define it, is it a bad word? I could call it Scrombo. Is that a bad word? Let me tell you, baby. It sure as shit is. I could talk about, you know, Grinkin. Grinkin's the stuff left over on the bed after Motel 6 after magic fingers had their way with her. What is a bad word, motherfucker? If you don't know the meaning of the word, is it bad? If a tree falls in the forest, did it make a fucking noise? But I think, I think storytelling and a few online Christian services is about all I can do at this point. Um, 
between that and trying to start this business, I think it's all I want to do. That, the business, and doing this new job. And do I think I'll be a great guide in the wilderness? Do I think I'll, I'll survive the first winter up in the mountaintops all by myself probably after those people I'm guiding have been eaten by bear? They'll fire you. If the people you're supposed to guide get eaten by bear. And then I'll probably do a story about the Thunderbird, the giant bird. It flies high above. It looks for your doggy or your little cat. It looks for your kids. If you leave them alone, all at home, the Thunderbird will come and steal your kid. It'll fly on down and take your dog and your cat and your kid. It's another monster someplace in Utah. Yes, indeed, there are so many monsters in Utah, you might wonder, well, where is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's everywhere but Utah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Utah. It is quite literally quaint in its own special way. And I know I make fun of the Mormons, but I feel like they're strong enough to take it. And there's a general theory I've mentioned in the past that you don't really make fun of things you don't on some level have some emotional investment in, even if it is, you know, anger or hatred. But in this case, um, it's not. You know, this has been a really great place for me to be. It's one of the reasons why I can say I don't really care what CNN or Fox News has to say. I don't care about NPR. I don't care about a fucking article you found on some random website. Uncle Dan, Mr. Dan, had his entire web presence destroyed by GoDaddy about five months ago. All of it taken away. Prepaid free, you know, prepaid fees, uh, IP addresses, all of it ripped off and stolen. So if you want to tell me about this great source you found and how they're constantly persecuted, please just go take a fucking walk, man. Tired of it, okay? For some unknown reason, there are a lot of voices in our society that quote-unquote society doesn't want to hear. You can say it's because they suck, you know? Oh, your podcast sucks, ergo. Nobody wants to hear it. Well, there's one explanation. On the other hand, it could simply be the case that if you're not talking about how cool crypto is, if you're not talking about how the next election's going to change everything, if you're not talking about, you know, Trump in some horrible way or Biden in some horrible way, if you're not talking about stuff inside the Overton window, you might as well not be talking. 
So why would I fucking want to be talking about any of it? I, I have no interest in any side in the Ukraine conflict if it's happening. I am reasonably convinced, 99.9% .9 convinced, that not only was the pandemic a nothing burger, but it was a manufactured nothing burger. And it harmed a lot of people. And there are a lot of people who went along with it. And I'm tired of telling them, because they probably don't listen to this, the simple fact that if you wore the coffee filter and you knew it was probably crap, if you went along with the game and you knew it was probably a lie, if you parroted the nonsense knowing that some coworker a couple cubicles away was about three drinks away from committing suicide, fuck you. You can go read your CNN and your Fox News. You can go get your lies. But fuck you. That's where I'm at after two years of this nonsense. We can spend all day blaming the powers that be, but it takes a lot of slaves who are unwilling to stand up for themselves to make that shit work. I did the kabuki dance in Seattle. To take the bus, I put on the coffee filter. I, I would wear the coffee filter so I could buy food. But I would also break out in a song. If you were ever at Union in 23rd, sometime in 2020 or 2021, buying your weed bo blimp talk, you might have seen an old man break out in the song at the intersection, you know, at the crossing way. and I would sing my songs mocking the coffee filter. So no, I don't want to talk about the news. Best case scenario, we are looking at, from our perspective, it still seems like a slow motion train wreck. Don't worry, speed's gonna pick up here pretty soon. Best case scenario, we're looking at the slow motion train wreck of a lot of bad ideas of which includes the Federal Reserve and the petrodollar. All of that's going down the tubes. No matter what the politician tells you, your Social Security, your retirement, your 401k, and however much money you think that fucking home is worth you own, all of that's going away. It was always going to happen. It was just a question of time. You have to be a communist to believe in these free lunches. You have to be a communist to think that you can get all this stuff for free and there are no consequences. Well, there are consequences. And sometimes they don't happen in any rhythmic way like... Sometimes they take a while. They just build up. You know, oh yeah, consequence. But what happens is consequence A says, you know what? I'm going to wait for a consequence B and make a gang. And then a consequence C comes along. You know what? Two of you plus me, we can really wreck shit up. not going to be so lucky as to get our consequences one at a time with a little bit of breathing time, like you're being slowly drowned. No, 
I think we'll have our head pushed underneath the water for about 15 minutes. And some of us will survive and some of us won't. And there's nothing you can do about it. Worrying about it won't help. Scaring your neighbor about it won't help. Talking about the fucking news won't help. We are at a point in the game where you might as well accept where you're at. Musical chair time is almost over. If you've decided that living in any modern city is the smartest move for you, then God bless, you could be right. I don't think you are, but you could be. But if you are, it's going to depend upon how well you know your neighbors and if your neighbors are willing to freely and voluntarily and cooperatively solve problems. But if they're a bunch of fucking commie freaks like the people I left in Seattle, you're fucking doomed. You should get the fuck out of that place. Best case scenario there, you're going to have some type of, you know, weird Pol Pot-ism going on. You know, that's the best case, you know Kobana savant person, yeah, she'll become the Pol Pot of Seattle. That's kind of the best case for Seattle. And, and that'll be pretty terrible, okay? That'll be bad. There'll be a lot of dead bodies in Lake Washington. Worst case, you're looking at just a lot of cannibalism anyways. There is no food there. I don't care if your neighbor says they're growing sprouts in their bathroom. That is not going to solve the problem. There is not enough food in any major city, and throughout history, cities haven't really had enough food anyways, about a week or two's worth. And it's no better today, it might even be worse. The difference is, these trucks you expect to deliver their just-in-time food every day at some point will stop delivering. But it doesn't help, it makes no difference. If you've decided that's where you want to be, if that's the hill you want to die on, God bless. If you think that somehow that's going to make your life okay, okay. That's okay for you. That's fine. Other people are going to choose to survive. Some people will simply die on their paradigm. That's fine. But like I said, I'm tired of the fucking news. None of it is useful. You know, you can define useful information as information that allows you to make a decision, even if the decision is to not make a decision. That is useful information. But the information we get is only designed to push emotional buttons. Get you angry, get you crazy, get you sad. They don't want you to think, they want you to simply feel. And, and listen, I love feelings are great, but feelings are not going to help you at this point by themselves, okay? You'll need some logic, too. Some logic, some actual science, some engineering.
I don't really want to spend time being angry with that unknown person. The people that listen to this podcast probably have their ears open, you know, cleaned of wax. Their eyes are open. They can see. They're willing to observe what's around them. I don't care about this word woke, wokeism. Nobody should live their life asleep. So by, by its very nature, it's another kind of propaganda, psyop, disinfo meme designed to gunk up your brain. It's not about being woke, but it is, it is about being aware of your fucking surroundings. The news coming to you from the smart device is not very useful. But right outside your fucking door, if you take a walk down your street, I don't care small town, city, I don't care country. The actual news that is relevant to your survival at this point is right outside the door. It's painted across the skies every day. It's the water that falls. It's the snow that falls. It's the animals that are still here and the ones that have gone away. That's the news that you can see with your own eyes. That's the noise you can hear with your own ears. That's the feeling that you can feel and you can touch, the smell that you can actually have a scent of. That's the news. That's the news. Food, water, shelter, community. The rest of it's garbage, and the sooner you give up on it, the better. That includes the Twitter, the Facebook, all of it. And maybe that even includes this fucking podcast. Like I said, going forward after this, I think it's going to be more fictional stories, storytelling, maybe some Christian services, I hope. I think the Lord wants me to. And, and some updates on the business. But that's it, you know? That's it. Rad engineering, networking computers with CB radios, telling stories, and some Christian services. I, I don't want to even touch Zero Hedge any longer, really. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I've been a jerk in using it to post links, but why? Most of those freaks probably don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. And if you're into crypto at this point, you should just turn this off. You, you wouldn't get it. Your paradigm is light years away from reality. You're not going to get here. If you travel at the speed of light, you will not reach a point of survival for a thousand years. And that'll be a little bit too late. Just a little. If you want to call me a Luddite or a know-nothing, if you want to compare me to any of the early 19th century anti-technology groups or guilds, beat bricks. You know, that's not even an oversimplification. That doesn't even count as analysis. I am not opposed to technology. I'm not opposed to information. I want technology I can control, and I want information that's fucking useful. 
but information designed to just keep me in a state of panic every fucking day for two years, fuck you. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Fuck you, Joseph Biden. Fuck you, Kamala Harris. Fuck you, Bill Gates. Fuck you, Anthony Fauci. Fuck all y'all. Okay? I would love to have useful information. But information designed to simply make me angry, sad, or depressed is not information. It is a mind fuck. And I gotta tell you, like I said, the news is outside. Just outside your fucking door if you have the courage, but you gotta leave your smart your smart device, your ironically named device at home. I know it's scary. The actual news that's useful, the news that fit that is fit to understand is right outside your door. And guess what? Some other useful news might be on the end of a radio, like a CB radio. You can do all your breaker 1-9 bullshit, but the reality is you can connect people with CB radio. You have to put a little bit of effort into it. You have to put up a proper antenna, but you can actually do it. Okay? What I will say, though is the Facebook and the Twitter, and I don't care that Elon Musk is taking over. That is just more theater for the pea brains. Get over it. All that social media garbage is going to hold you back. It's going to keep you focused on the wrong thing. And whatever's going to happen next, and I don't know and you don't know, here's one thing I'm reasonably certain of. Lies this big, and I know I beat this down like a dead horse every podcast, but lies this big rarely, if never, cover up something good. Ever. So how could you possibly imagine there is anything good at the end of their dishonest rainbow? How? There is no retirement. There is no 401k. None of that's a thing. And as far as the news goes, it's crap. Go out your door. Go out the door of your home. Walk down your hallway. And if you live in a city, get to know your neighbors. It's not, you know, I would say on a day like this, maybe it's too late. But you know what? I don't think it's ever too late 
to show a little bit of courage, to knock on a door and say, hey, my name is Dan. What is your name? I live right down the hallway. How are you doing? Maybe they'll think you're crazy. Maybe they'll think you're a cult member. Maybe they'll think you're a telemarketer or marketing person or something. Maybe they'll think you're the census guy and eat your liver with some fava beans. Maybe. But what I do believe is that the fava bean cannibal scenario is also baked into the cake for a lot of places. And so maybe now is a good time to get to know your neighbor so that when the neighbor looks at you, they don't see a couple pounds of steak. They don't see bacon. They see a person. Maybe that's a reason. And here's another reason. Maybe you and your neighbor can come up with a solution that doesn't involve eating your other neighbors. In fact, maybe if you get to know your neighbors, you'll find out about the real news. And maybe by sharing information with each other outside of the internet, you have a chance in hell of surviving. But what I can tell you is the smart device is going to point you in the wrong fucking direction. It is a broken compass. If you listen to what that iPhone or that Android phone is telling you, whether it's some random text message or Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok, I don't care. All of it looks stupid at this point, whatever it is. Whatever it is at this point, you would be better off just stepping away from that lie machine and finding the truth in community. we would all be better off stepping away from the lies. And we might find ourselves happier. If, if, if some neighbor mentions to you the stock market and you don't have any money in the stock market, then why are you talking about the fucking stock market? And if it's your 401k, I don't know how to break it to you. I don't know, maybe you still have time to cash it out, but you should. I mean, I don't think anybody will listen to this advice, but if you can still sell your home, you should sell your home and get the fuck out of the city. If you can still cash out your 401k, I don't care if it's a Roth IRA or a, I get to keep the gold someplace magical. The bottom line is if you can still get cash for whatever worthless paper assets you're holding on to, now is the time. And if you don't have the money to go buy a piece of property out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, find some friends and some community members that can do it with you. Now is the time. Pull your cash together, get yourself a piece of property, learn how to farm, get creative with survival. But if you don't want to live, then don't worry about it. 
You see, I don't care what your choice is. It's your choice as long as you're making it consciously, as long as you're making it with awareness. It's a deliberate choice. It's not some sleep sleepwalking through reality. I took an Ambien and I forgot what I was doing, you know, Mr. Police Officer kind of choice. As long as these are choices you're making while you are sober and aware, then it's up to you. I've mentioned Harry Truman before, and I'll keep mentioning him because his choice is a valid choice. When the University of Washington scientist said, oh, Mount St. Helens is going to explode, he didn't care. When the Washington state people said, Mount St. Helens is going to explode, he didn't care. And when Mount St. Helens exploded, he and his 17 or 29 cats got hurtled into space on some big chunk of rock. And somewhere out there, Harry Truman's floating through space. With all his cats and his whiskey and his cans of chili. He's been traveling at nearly the speed of light. For, so for him, it's only been a couple of weeks, buddy. For us, it's been 40 fucking years plus. But you can, you can see his ship his chunk of rock, his chunk of Mount St. Helens, it glows in the night sky. And he's heading back home here. Make the choice you want to make. You know, when I was still living in Seattle a year ago, my choice was basically to observe the nonsense as long as I could and then just disappear. And I'll leave it up to your imagination, whatever, whatever you think that means. But I had no expectations. And even today, after a really great year in Utah, I'll tell you the same thing. Even as great as it is here and as... Health, I feel healthier here. I don't expect to live another 10 years, not in what's coming. I'm sorry. If you, if you have visions of heliskiing, you know, in the Rockies, if you have visions of owning some winery and selling wine in your retirement, if you have some vision of a commie building, some sort of weird co-op, where you'll pay like 600 bucks and you'll live with sandals, and mold year-round, that's over, baby. It's over. But I, I, you're not going to... If you're listening to this podcast, you, you're probably already aware of this. And, you know, clearly if you're not listening, you wouldn't hear it. And nobody does want to hear it. That's how close we are. Okay, that is how close we are to the damn breaking. We are so close in terms of time and space that you won't convince anybody that lives in the shadow of that dam that that dam will ever crack. You won't. Oh, you might convince one or two people, but these are people who probably already were sort of heading that direction. They just needed a push. But most people I know have become sclerotic and congealed in their beliefs they become frozen and they are stuck where they're at and you know what if they're doing this 
with awareness, if they know what they're doing, if they know they're making a, a risky choice for themselves and the people they love, then fine. Because that's your option, that's your choice. You can float through space just like Harry Truman with his 20 cats and his 600 tons of chili and his 5,000 pounds of whiskey and all of his bottled oxygen so he could float through space in a giant chunk of rock for 40 fucking years and then come back one day. Maybe. But I, I, I'm tired of the news, man. I'm tired of the links. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of all the logistical stories designed to cover up the fact that the system has collapsed. Oh, there was another random fire at a food processing plant. They can't unload the containers. Oh, China shut down because uh, we don't really know how to explain that one logically. I mean, we told you for two years China did it the right way, and now China looks like it's shutting down everything every two or three weeks. You really believe this shit? I don't know what's happening in China, neither do you for sure, but I think it is not the monkey herpes. It is not the COVID. And if you've studied any modern Chinese history, the most rational bet for that hidden Markov model would be social breakdown or, you know, AKA civil war. And by the way, historically civil wars don't involve armies wearing uniforms that are different colors. That's a lot of magical bullshit from the American Historical Society. In reality, civil wars are street-to-street -street bullshit. They're Beirut, they're ancient Rome, they're fucking Yugoslavia. They're not like the, the war between the states. Sorry. That was more like a regular war. Civil wars are every neighbor or every other neighbor against everybody. So yeah, China could have been in a state of civil war since 2019. And given the fact that our CIA has spent a few decades covering for the Chi-Coms, why wouldn't they cover this too? China's been our inflation dump my whole life, pretty much. My whole adult life, China has been a place we've taken our inflation and pooped it out. And I'm sure there are Chinese people who thought that would pay off one day. If we make, a, if we make enough shit enough crap and sell it, we'll all become rich. But the reality was that was always going to be a bag holder operation. We would use China as our inflation dump and then like a girlfriend that got a little bit too fat, right, we would dump her. Not that that's the cool thing to do, not that that's the gentlemanly thing to do, but that's what the U.S. government is, is doing right now. They dumped all their inflation in China, all that debt, and now, like Ouroboros, it's probably swallowing its own tail. And the only reason for them to cover up a civil war is because some crazy, crazy cocaine monkey addict at the Federal Reserve is convinced that they can get another five years of inflation dump out of it. It's over. The inflation dump is done. There is no more space in that warehouse for inflation. And if you think China is going to take over the world, ask yourself, do you think there's wisdom in Chinese culture? Because actually, if you look at the Confucian ethic, and if you look at the history of China, taking over the world isn't really a thing. And that applies to Russia as well. Okay, there is no great imperial agenda for Russia. Ask yourself one simple question and do a little bit of fucking research. How many military bases worldwide 
does Russia have? And how many does the United States have? How many does China have? And how many does the United States have? If the answer is we have a shitload and they have almost none, that's the right answer. So who the fuck has the empire? Who the fuck cares about empire in this scenario? Is it the United States? Is it Russia? Is it China? Please answer your question, but keep in mind, this is one of the cheapest IQ tests out there. But even with that rant, what's the point? We can't do nothing about China. We can't do anything about Ukraine. There is nothing you can do about the crap they're doing in the skies. You can listen to Dane Wigington every single week, and he'll tell you he's doing lawsuits. He'll tell you he's handing out fucking flyers. He's handing out pamphlets, really good, high-quality information. Fucking fine. But that is not going to do anything, nor was it ever an intelligent campaign to do anything. So either Dane Wigington is confused about strategy, A, or B, he's a sheepdog. His purpose is to keep you under control. You wandered off the reservation, and his job is to get you back in again. But even if he's legit, and even if what they're doing is geoengineering, and they've been doing it for 70 years, the momentum of history is greater than me, greater than Dane Wigington, greater than all these freaks who talk about the climate. It is going to happen. We could very well be looking at a transaction that was supposed to clear 12,000 years ago, but instead it became a giant frozen dookie in the great, great north. But that transaction was always going to clear. That bill was always going to get paid. Always. You can hold in that fart and hold in that poop for 12,000 years, but essentially, eventually, ultimately, that fart and that poop is going to get released. And it has nothing to do with cheeseburgers or french fries or cows. It has nothing to do with what ordinary people would have wanted. It might be related to what a bunch of elitist fucks wanted, but for them it's too late too. This is why they're doing this stupid nonsense. It's too late. And yet with all that, I'd rather be writing fiction. I'd rather be telling stories. I'd rather be in a completely different world where at least I might make one or two people smile than read these wretched articles about things that even if they're true, you can't do a damn thing about except for pray. And you can pray all you want to, but if this is stupid shit that people have done, how can I put this? The Lord in heaven really loves it when we learn from our mistakes. And these are our mistakes. They're not things God did to us. These are, <laughs> this is shit we did to ourselves. So we might get help from God, but based upon my reading of the Bible, that's not a guarantee. And if this is the end times, then it's a whole different kind of situation. But even then, it is not your plan. It is God's plan. It is not your control. God is in control. To repeat, the only news most of us should be concerned about is right outside our door. It is down the street. 
It is in our air and our water where we live. The most important news is where are you going to find food? Where are you going to find shelter? Where are you going to find clean water to drink? Where are you going to be able to live where you can breathe the air? That's the news. That's the only news fit to print. The rest of it's garbage. The rest of it's soul pain. The rest of it is existential regret, but it's not news. So yeah, um, probably starting with the next podcast or two. No more news articles, no more zero hedge, no more nothing. I won't even go to the weekly world news because what's the point of doing satire? Babylon B, the onion, what's the point of satire when reality is just doing a way better job of parodying itself? Why would you, yeah, there's no point. It's not helpful. If it makes you smile, if it makes you laugh, you go do that. You go read that Onion article. At this point, it kind of makes me want to cry. So that's why I'm not going to be doing that. Beyond that, get yourself a radio. If you're scared to get in trouble with the FCC, get yourself a CB radio, a decent one. Get yourself a proper antenna setup. Get yourself a metal box that you can properly set up as a Faraday cage that you can put your radio into. Okay, You don't even have to worry about the digital stuff right now if you don't want to. But get yourself set up because what's coming is not the end of the world, I don't think. I don't think it's even remotely the end of the world. But it's going to be very challenging. And, and it won't take a credit card. What is coming is not going to take a credit card. What is coming won't accept Bitcoin. What is coming you won't learn about from the New York Times. What is coming is going to be difficult and discontinuous and non-linear. It's going to be, I guess, if you're a surfer, and I'm not, like surfing a wave. And if you're clever in every sense, if you know how to build social capital in your community, if you understand that reasoning with people is way more powerful than fear, then you have a chance. Your whole family has a chance. But if you think you're going to get through this thing with a credit card or a 401k or social security, then just, you know, get ready to see Harry and his 21 cats. <laughs>